Hello, beautiful. I'm your host and mindset coach, Samantha Roberto, and I want to thank you for joining this conversation. We are a space of women empowering women, and each week we feature an empowered woman's vulnerable story because we believe it's important to have these conversations so that we can learn and grow from one another. So go subscribe to get your weekly dose of inspiration. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to thank you guys because I have got so much love for the new podcast cover. You guys are totally digging the vibe and I am so happy that you are. I put my heart and soul into that rebrand, but it doesn't stop there. This week, I am dropping my new website. It is officially live, so definitely go check out samantharoberto.com, Samantha, R-U-B-E-R-T-O.com, because honest to God, I put my whole heart and soul into this space. And just for you, for being a loyal listener for this platform, I have created a free seven-day method teaching you exactly how to feel more clear and confident in your purpose. So many of you ask me all the time. I think the number one question that I personally get is how are you living your life? How have you carved out this path? Because a lot of the people I talk to know that they have something within themselves too, but they just don't know how to access it or how to take clear action steps towards, you know, pursuing a goal or a dream or starting a new career or traveling around the world. I mean, whatever it is that lights your soul on fire. So anyways, I have put together this free resource for you. It is on the homepage. Trust me, go download it now. You are going to love it. The thing is, when it comes to chasing your dreams and making things happen, you just got to take action today, not tomorrow, not next week. In the now is when you have the gift to make change and you never know what decision or what resource or what book or what podcast can ultimately change your life. Personally, the most life-altering things for me have always come in the most unexpected and unassuming ways, and I always encourage pretty much everybody to sort of follow the breadcrumbs of the universe. Like You will be guided to whatever resource, whatever book, whatever thing you need to get to where you want to go. It's just whether or not you listen. And the beautiful thing about that is that even if you haven't been really listening to your intuition, you can in an instant like that, choose differently. So the universe is constantly talking to us all, open up your hearts, pay attention to the signs, and that is how it works. It's really not that difficult. It's just our analytical mind can get in the way of things very often. But that is another topic. Anyways, before we dive into this week's episode, I want to highlight our review of the week. So this week's review comes from Liz Ledgem, who says, Thank you, Samantha. I love the opportunity to sample all of the personal growth modalities that you share. And I can really sense that you've created this podcast to support everybody that is listening to it. Thank you, Liz, for leaving such a beautiful review. If you haven't left us a review yet and you love our show, 
We want to hear from you. You don't even have to pause the episode. Just scroll to the bottom of your Apple podcast while you are listening. And at the very bottom, you can easily rate and review and let us know what you think. Let us know what you think of the podcast cover. Let me know what you think of the new website. Let me know what you think of this episode because we have got a really, really good one for you. On that note... I am super excited to introduce this week's guest. We have got Emma Mumford with us here today. So if you haven't heard of Emma, she is an award-winning life coach and mentor, best-selling author, speaker, law of attraction YouTuber, and podcast host of the popular podcast, The Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, which I absolutely love. Emma's work helps women step into who they truly are and fearlessly turn their dream life into an abundant reality using the law of attraction and spirituality. It is seriously so my jam. I absolutely love the conversation with Emma. Her perspective is so refreshing and she is just a badass boss babe. (laughs) We totally hit it off and I am so excited for you guys to hear our conversation. And as you listen to this episode, we want you to screenshot and tag us in your stories, letting us know what takeaways you get from this episode. So make sure to tag I am Emma Mumford and at Samantha Roberto, because we want to hear from you. So on that note, let's get to today's episode. Okay, my dear. Well, I'm so excited to have this conversation today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Samantha. I'm so excited. So I would love to know what got you on the spiritual path. You're currently in the UK, correct? Yes. Yes, I am. And from what I understand, a lot of my friends who are in the UK and are spiritual, they're just like, the way they grew up, there wasn't that many spiritual people within the culture and within you know the space there. So I would love to hear your story. Is this something that you sort of had within you your whole life? Or is it something that you came across and you found? Yeah, definitely not. I was definitely someone who was like a late bloomer as such in the spirituality terms. So yeah, your friends are, you know, so right here in the UK, spirituality has been always, yeah, just really frowned upon being woo woo. Like that, I think, you know, as English people, we are very kind of like judgy anyway. (laughs) Like I think it's in our nature to be like (laughs) that. But yeah, in terms of spirituality as well. um, Yeah, it's just something where people are like, really you're into crystals you're into this there's a lot of judgment so in terms of my journey um like growing up I always kind of believed in angels but not necessarily in like spiritual angels just kind of more like Christian angels or Christianity Mm -hmm. angels as such and the school I went to was like a Church of England school so again kind of Christianity was kind of loosely kind of put onto words so again you know that's what I was brought up with so I think I believed it to some degree because everybody else around me was doing it it was very just a 
thing that we did, but no one really spoke about whether they actually believed in it or not. And obviously I was aware there was other religions and things. So yeah, my kind of upbringing, although my parents never forced anything on me, I think they've always been atheists, but kind of just loosely supported it. Um, There was never really like a, a, a forceful nature for me to be religious or be anything as a child. So as I went through my teenage years and my <laughs> some of my most troublesome years, you know, I really started to to lose hope. And then when I got into my first kind of serious relationship at 18, um, I then developed severe depression from the job that I was in. And I got my, well, I got into £7,000 debt thanks to a not so lovely ex-boyfriend. So at that point, mm. I was in such a bad place. I hated who I, I'd never loved myself. I was just questioning everything. And I thought, well, if there is a God, why would God let this happen to me? Why would bad things happen in the world if there was a God or anything else out there as such? So after that breakup, about 20 years old, and then went through my spiritual awakening um, Mm -hmm. four years ago. So I was kind of like 22 at that point. And for me, I was just at a place where I didn't believe in anything. I'd been atheist for those two years. I didn't believe in anything because I thought, well, where are my miracles? Where's God when you need him sort of thing. So that's kind of how I got into it. And then my actual spiritual awakening came from my second bad breakup. The men are a very common theme in my story of how I awaken or how I start businesses. So I started a money saving business after the first ex-boyfriend. So because I was in that debt, I was very passionate about getting myself out of there. And I came across extreme couponing thanks to the Americans. Um, And, uh, you know, myself and others were kind of, you know, I never set out to have a business in money saving, but it just kind of happened where I started up a Facebook page and I was kind of posting, you know, just helpful deals and money saving tips for people thinking, you know, I'm just Emma. I'm, you know, just some random girl from Dorset. Nobody cares who I am. We have money saving experts. And within six months, it just absolutely went wild. And the press got involved. They nicknamed me Coupon Queen. I was going on like national TV to do like money saving segments and things I had over half a million followers and I was like what how did this happen but I was miserable absolutely miserable and with the second ex-boyfriend at this time so 2016 comes I've been having the business for about three years at this point so although on paper everyone would look at my life and say wow she's got it all she's got a successful business she does really awesome stuff she's got money she's got a boyfriend they've got a flat but yeah it all was not well as such So when he decided to leave and run off with somebody else and leave me in debt again, there was another little debt theme Mm. there. I was crashing and burning at that time. I was like, I'm either going to have to kill myself or change my life somehow. And I was like, but how the hell do you do that? I had been on antidepressants. I'd been to counseling all throughout those relationships, like over a four year period and nothing helped me. It gave me some short term relief. The medication necessarily didn't for me. um, But I know for some people, it definitely does work and is really essential for people. So I tried a lot of things. And I remember just like looking out the window at like 2am in the morning and being like, God, help me. And that was the first time I'd referred to God in a long time, or even just that sense of surrender of like, oh, this is too much. I give in. I'm going to stop resisting and fighting all of this now. So within five days, that help came in the terms of law of attraction and law of attraction found me. And here I am kind of four years later, and it really has transformed my life and, you know, saved my life as well. Isn't it such a blessing to look back and see all of those hardest things you've gone through? It's just the blessing once you go through them, how much you've blossomed. 
when you look back, you say the law of attraction, like, so how did the law of attraction come into your life? How did it find you? I'm curious about how it was attracted to you. Was it a book? Was it a movie? Was it something someone said? So a couple of days later, after I kind of said that, you know, God help me statement as such, a couple of days later, I was kind of Googling online and I just put in how to turn a negative situation into a positive. And then this video came up by this woman and she looked pretty friendly. So I clicked on it and it was this woman called Louise Hay. And I'd never heard of this woman before. And she was talking about something called the law of attraction. And I thought, okay, maybe I could like manifest a lovely man with this law of attraction. I thought that's what it meant. I didn't know what law of attraction was. So then I just kind of like was like, okay, this seems pretty good. I'm going to look into this. And then I think I must have posted on my Facebook, um, my personal profile. Um, you know, does anyone know what the law of attraction is? And anyone got any book recommendations? And one of my old school friends who is now my best friend again, and I'm godmum to her little baby, but well, I hadn't spoken in years at that point, responded and was like, yeah, you should really read The Secret. I've read it and it's really good. So I watched The Secret on Netflix. And that was it. I was like, right, this makes sense to me. And it was, it wasn't like a learning. It was like a remembering of like, oh yeah, this is what we're meant to be doing. Totally. And that's really what it is. I feel like we all have that innate knowing, but it's just a matter of the right thing coming at the right time to remember who we are. Mm. So throughout this, you know, sort of second crash, because you had built up your coupon queen business, which I'm actually really interested in because I've never been able to be into coupons. And I've always wondered because I've traveled all over the world, never collected points, never did this. I always feel like I'm missing out on huge savings there. But when you went through the second crash, did you find your business crash with you or were you able to maintain your business? Was it just sort of a relationship personal thing, but on the outside, everything looked good? Mm. I think I definitely did maintain the business because I'm just a hard worker. I'm a Virgo. It's in my nature to just be like, right, get this done, but then I'll deal with my stuff later sort of thing. So as I kind of found the law of attraction, you know, I was going through such a deep inner journey and healing and learning to love myself for the first time ever and to, you know, learn the laws of the universe and what the universe was and how I connected to the universe now more than ever instead of God or any other term. Um, so for me, you know, I think my, I guess my priorities and my focus kind of changed. So I ran that business for another two years after my spiritual awakening. But what I found is I was already kind of moving away and having a more personal brand in terms of like a YouTube and a blog, a bit more lifestyle-y, but still with a money focus. So what I found is that over time, actually, what I wanted to talk about was law of attraction and spirituality. So I started to kind of introduce it to my YouTube channel. And I thought people were going to think I was nuts that I'd gone from coupon queen to spiritual queen. <laughs> um, and, you know, luckily, everybody loved it. And actually, still today, a lot of my money saving followers still follow my work and, you know, now have this amazing relationship with the universe too. So it's funny how actually you think they're really separate things, but how actually they've come together really, really nicely. So then I decided, like I said, two years later to sell the couponing brand because I'd outgrown it. It had outgrown me as well. It needed a team of people to really make it thrive and, you know, have the time and energy to put into it. So that's when I decided like, yeah, this is what I want to do full time. I want to help people. I want to, you know, release content on law of attraction, spirituality, and the rest is history, as they say. I love it. I absolutely love and honor your journey. So in terms of the law of attraction and spirituality with a money hat, let's keep the money hat on because you've got the experience of both. And it's just for me, when it comes to money, it is such a loaded topic for so many people. Like it's just something that just gets people to like, <gasps> like, you know, you just feel like, you know, bills, expenses, 
What are we going to make? So I would love to kind of go into this topic with you. What are some of the money patterns that you see people hold onto that are really limiting them and holding them back? It's really interesting because what I didn't mention as well is that before I did my couponing business, before I got my depression, I was actually a banker as well. So I had banking. I've been following you around. (laughs) It really has. So I was a banker, then a money-saving expert. And now in my work, like my new book, which is literally coming out tomorrow, is called Positively Wealthy. And when I had um, Spiritual Queen, my first book come out, we um, had like a little launch party and the psychic who we hired just for a bit of entertainment for everyone said, do you realize your next book's going to be on money, Emma? And I was like, no, it's not. I've hung my coupon queen crown up. I'm done with that. I'm Spiritual Queen. No, 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 no. And here we are. The book's coming out tomorrow and it's all about money. But really, like at the end of the day, if you have the understanding that you do, it's like money is energy. And it's like, that is such a spiritual thing. And it causes so many blocks for people. So for you to have this angle, and I see it within you, I see the spiritual, I see the money, but I can see it through. It is such a powerful thing, especially now more than ever with the state of the world and the economy and all of the change and, you know, the stock markets, whatever. So what are some of the patterns when you see people with their money stories? Yeah, so in the kind of spiritual side of what I do now, what I see most commonly, you have two ends of the spectrum. You have people who are so spiritual that they have a terrible relationship with money because they think that money's evil, that, you know, it's got a a bad vibe, which it certainly has, and we can definitely change that. Um, And, you know, that it's used and that people just, you know, they're like, oh, it's materialistic, you know, I'm spiritual, I don't need that side of things. Or on the other half, you have the people who are like wanting to be millionaires and manifest all the money in the land, but their limiting beliefs kind of like hold them back as such. So I feel there is a very few in the middle who still come to me, but that's the kind of normal patterns I see that they feel guilty for having money. Or also, you know, a lot of the time, actually, one thing I do hear a lot is that clients will be like, you know, I love the law of attraction, but I feel like I need to have all these big goals and I need to be manifesting millions of pounds for Emma. I don't really want to. And I think it's important we honor that as well that, you know, and this is what I talk about in my book of like wealth is what you make it. Money is what you make it. You want millions? Like I'm going to support that. You know, you can change the frequency of money. The more, you know, light workers and spiritual queens that have money and use it for good and to help other people and, you know, change that frequency of money, then mm-hmm. yes, this is how we can do that. But again, if you're not someone who money is your version of wealth, then that's okay too. You know, it's all about balance. It's all about that polarity and we're, we're all unique and different. Mm, I love it. And it comes down to the energy and with the relationship with money. So I find a lot of people can hold on to money. But what I've I've read and what I what I know to be true is like letting it go and letting it come through you actually helps create more abundance. Is that true? Oh, yes. Like with anything, but money, especially. Yes, totally. Even when you don't have it, if you give it, it's like more of it will come in and there's more always there. There really is an abundance in the universe, but it's a matter of, you know, learning to let go of these money stories that people can, you know, take on. Mm. So what does it mean to you to live an abundant life? Of course. And 
this is definitely something I've questioned and toyed with, you know, over the last four years of like, what does, you know, what does wealth mean to me? Or what does happiness mean to me? And, you know, use whatever term feels, you know, relevant for yourself here. But I use the scale of positively wealthy. So how positively wealthy do I feel in my areas of my life? So I got to a point where I'd manifested everything off my vision board, the book deal, the house, money, the love, friendships, you name it, I did it. And I was like, wow, this is like really freaking awesome that I've like manifested all of this stuff. And of course, I'm really grateful. But what actually happened was when I went to sell my couponing business, you know, I'd manifested life changing money. And all my hard work from those six years was like about to pay off. And I felt by having that money, I was somehow going to feel different. And I was like, look, once you've, you know, sold your business, signed the contract, got the money, that's it. You've manifested everything you wanted. You can sit back, you can relax, you can enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And when that money hit my bank account, yes, it was a moment of like, wow, this is real. Like, thank you so much, universe. But also it was a moment of you're still the same Emma you were 10 minutes before. Mm-hmm. And that version of Emma isn't too happy right now. So no matter what you manifest, no matter what you do, you're never going to fill that void. You have to feel fulfilled within yourself first. And I had a big kind of epiphany at that point of I was chasing the wrong version of wealth. So for me, I thought that Mm -hmm. like having a successful business, you know, all of what society teaches us, having a successful business, having money, having a house, having all these nice things. And yes, they were goals and aspirations of mine. And yes, to some degree, they are my version of wealth, but they weren't my real version of wealth. And what I found was that because my work life and, you know, money and because I am good with money and work, it was always so flowing and abundant. And that actually my personal life needed Mm -hmm. the most kind of reflection and inner work. But because I was like, you know, I need to be positive. I'm just going to throw all myself into my work, my business, my money. So I achieved all these things. And then when I looked at my personal life, I was like, oh God, like that's where you're not positively wealthy. So for me, it was that moment of saying, do you know what? Like this, my personal life is where I have to do this work now to really feel that fulfillment and feel positively wealthy, you know, in all areas of my life. So, you know, I think it's about challenging what your true version of wealth is and are your goals your goals or are they other people's goals that you feel you have to achieve because that's what everyone else is doing? Totally. Totally. So what would you say for somebody who's listening, who, you know, is immersing themselves in one of the areas of their life, and now they're hearing this, and they're looking at the other area, whether it's money, whether it's personal relationship, whether it's their career, and they're like, oh, I'm kind of avoiding that. And they're getting that insight through this conversation. What actionable steps can they take to create space to start doing the work on the other areas? course and I think it's important to remember as well that where things are flowing and where things feel good you know they're still going to flow and feel good even if you pivot your energy or your attention to these areas that do need your you know your attention and you know remember we're we you know polar we're surrounded by polarity we are we are beings who have summer winter you know divine feminine divine masculine we have all these polarities in life so you know it's not healthy and it's not you know sustainable to just be focusing on that one area or pushing in that one area you know we have to look at the areas regularly and I always use the analogy of a garden of you know making sure you're watering all the plants in your garden if you're just watering half the garden you can't expect Mm -hmm. the other half to be vibrant and flourishing you know it's just making sure that you're looking at each area of the garden each area of your life and really getting honest with yourself of do you feel positively wealthy in that area does it feel good if it doesn't then that's where you need to dive into so some things that I tend to advise 
people is to really look at, you know, why does it not feel positively wealthy right now? Maybe write a list down of what is frustrating you, maybe what doesn't feel good, maybe some upsetting things that have happened, you know, get honest with yourself and witness these things to start off with. And then what you can do from that space is look at whether there's any limiting beliefs or fears there. Because, you know, with manifestation, with the law of attraction, you know, the second step is that belief step. So I believe there's five steps to the law of attraction. And the second step, I believe, is the point where you really go within and say, right, what stands between me and my manifestation? So like me, you know, it was to have a positive, happy, abundant personal life. So I said, right, what is standing in between me and my manifestation? And that's where I found that inner work. That's where I found where the work needed to begin. So it's looking at your side of the street. Is your side of the street clean? What mm-hmm. inspired action can you take to help your desires come into fruition? Sometimes it's the fact that we just don't do enough. Some, you know, we have to co-create with the universe. We have to meet the universe halfway. So mm-hmm. if you're like sitting on your couch and saying like, I'm going to be a millionaire, but you're doing nothing to do it. You know, you can't expect the universe to just mail you a million pounds in the post come on you know you've got to get out there and take some inspired action vice versa with a job um you know you've got to apply for the jobs you've got to you know put yourself out there search same with dating you have to put yourself out there put yourself in the places to meet these people as well um but equally if you are a bit like me sometimes you're a manic manifester or a controller you know equally you can't be going 90 percent of the way so you can't be forcing these things to happen as well so look at where you are on the scale are you doing too much or are you doing too little how can you meet the universe halfway And it's really powerful with this. It's like you take the action, but then there's also that piece of surrender. And it reminds me of the moment you had when you looked outside and you're like, if you're out there, God, like (laughs) I'm surrendering, like I'm just passing this off. So there's this balance between the masculine, the feminine, the yang, the yin, the doing and the being, and then just like trusting and letting go and knowing that you're supported. Yeah, fully. And, you know, surrendering and letting go was one of my biggest lessons. (laughs) Me too. I would love to meet someone who has that nailed because I will buy your book. But for me, it's been like a constant, you know, we have to lean into it consistently and check in with ourselves. Sometimes we might feel more surrendered and, you know, we haven't got that attachment as such. Whereas, you know, you might check in in a month's time and like, oh, yeah, it's feeling a bit rigid now. It's feeling a bit, you know, too much. So it's about checking in regularly and seeing where you are. But I think a lot of people confuse surrendering and letting go. And what essentially it is, is really, you know, it's not just saying that manifestation is not going to happen I'm okay with both outcomes yes you do have to be okay with both outcomes but it's holding that positive vision of what you would like but also being open to the universe bringing you something even better for the highest good of all so this or something better for the highest good of all so it's about looking at your attachment if you feel like you need and you want this and you're desperate for it the universe is mirroring that energy straight back to you but when you're flowing when you're at ease when you're having fun and you're just enjoying where you're at this is the energy the frequency of abundance this is how you get into the stream of abundance and allow that flow to come to you so look at how you are feeling consistently you know what is your consistent vibration here when you think of that manifestation does it make you feel lack does it make you feel like oh why is it not here yet or do you feel like yes I know it's coming this or something better and if you feel good then you know you're on the right track Mm, I love it So going specifically to money, what are three money tips or money things that someone can implement today that will help align you so that you're more in alignment for attracting, you know, abundance into your life? Of course. So my best one, which I use so often is 
if we want to manifest money regularly, we have to be asking for money regularly. So a lot of the time people have these big checks on their vision board or like, I want to manifest £10,000. But really, you know, I say to them, how does that big amount feel to you? And they say, yeah, yeah, it's a bit scary, though. And I say, right, so that energy is then saying, whoa, that's a big amount of money universe. So that emphasis you're putting on it is what the universe is mirroring back to you. So what I normally say is with your big money goals, say, for instance, and you know, this is a real example one of my clients gave me was they wanted to manifest six thousand pounds to go to Jamaica in and I said right okay when do you need to pay that off by and she said six months so I said okay so instead of manifesting six thousand pounds why don't we just manifest a thousand pounds every month for six months and she was like yeah that's really achievable Emma and she did it she achieved it and even quicker than she thought she would and something as simple as that just to our kind of like minds breaks it down makes it simple and takes that energetic pressure of the amount of it as such so break any goals down that you have because it will help you and you know regularly set those manifestations so at the beginning of a month set a money goal of how much you would like to earn or or manifest throughout the month and you could even do this on a new moon as well the new moon is so great for manifesting I love new moon rituals so you can find out when the next new moon is and you know write a little check to yourself I've got a check on my website it's an actual like little universal check that you can fill in so it looks all real um and you know things like that just really get into the habit of setting your goals and setting your money goals regularly. Um, my second tip would to be look at mindful spending. So this is a practice that I've incorporated for my money saving days into my spiritual days as well. So it's got a bit of a spiritual twist. So your transactions with money are so important. And what I hear a lot is, you know, you just go and spend all this money and all this money is going to come back to you. But if that doesn't feel in alignment and that doesn't feel right to you, you're going to come home, look at your bank account and be like, what the hell did I do? Oh my God, now I've got less money. I've got all this stuff. You know, you're going to incorporate more fear than faith. So it has to feel good to you. So my best tip is, yes, you don't want to hold on to money too tightly because equally that's showing you're not abundant to the universe. But do what feels good to you. So each week, challenge yourself of saying, you know, every transaction, so this is only for luxuries. Obviously, you have to pay your bills, all of the necessities, please still pay those. This doesn't apply to that. This applies to luxuries and treats. So when you are treating yourself or spending anything which is not a necessity, hold that item or look at it online or that service, whatever it is, and just say to yourself, is it a hell yes or a hell no? Mm. And if it's a hell yes, and you're like, yes, this would bring me joy. And it's all about the energy. Think about the item. Will it bring you joy? How does it feel to hold it? How many times will you use or wear it? Really think about this because sometimes we can just, you know, mindlessly spend very easily. And it's all about, you know, bringing that intention, bringing that thoughtfulness to every transaction that you have. So if it's a hell yes, then treat yourself. Um, If it's a, "Mm, I'm not sure or yeah, no, then put it back. That's an empowered stance. Like to actually take that moment and think about it and be like, you know what, maybe not and put it back. You actually leave more empowered in those situations. Exactly. And it's a good form of self-love as well and self-care as well. They tie in so nicely together. So, you know, really get intentional with every transaction that you make for luxuries. And, you know, go back to it in a few weeks time if you're not sure about it. You may think in a few weeks time, well, thank God I didn't get it. I don't really vibe it now. But it just means that every single time you're spending money, it's a hell yes. And that when you're looking at your bank account, you're not feeling like, oh, it's going down. Oh, God. You know, you're thinking, do you know what? Every single purchase I've made here 
feels good, feels aligned. And that positive energy, every time you see that item or that service or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. this is what is going to bring that money back to you. So try mindful spending. I promise it will change your life. And then my third tip is an abundance log. So people do use this for manifestations. I like to also use it for money and sometimes say to people just focus on money, but please feel free to put manifestations on there as well. So an abundance log is like a little diary you keep each week, do it weekly or as often as you can. So just break it up into four or five weeks of the month. And within that, each week, you're going to write down the money that you manifest. Now, a lot of people will think, well, you know, I might find some money on the floor, or I might get a bonus at work, I might get some sales, whatever it is. Yes, all of those things are money manifestations. But what I'm going to change here is how you also view money. So bringing the coupon queen into this. So when you get 20% off your favorite clothing brand, that's a money manifestation, because 20% is staying in your bank account. When you're, you know, buying your favorite face cream and it's half price, that's money staying in your bank account. Refunds, also a money manifestation. Anything like that. So savings, freebies. If you get given a free coffee at your local Starbucks, that's a money manifestation. So write all of these values down on your abundance log and total it up each week of how much money is either staying in your bank account, if it's a discount or freebie, or new money that's coming to you, whether you're finding it, gifted it, refunds, um, bonuses, whatever it is, really broaden your horizons of how money can come to you. And every single person I set this task with comes back and they're like, oh my God, I did not realize how abundant I was. Because sometimes people can say like, I want to manifest 500 pounds, $500. And then because that exact amount hasn't come in, they're like, oh, it hasn't happened. But actually, if you broke down everything that person's manifested, they have done it. It's just maybe not come in that one bulk amount. Mm. So this is why the abundance log works every single time and helps with gratitude as well of, you know, being aware of how much we do manifest, which sometimes we overlook. That is such a good tip. Have you heard of the app, um, The Secret to Money? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so it reminds me of that. For anybody listening, if you want, you can get you know a log and do that. Or there's this app, it's called The Secret to Money. And it sort of essentially is the same idea, same point. Mm. Yeah, and you can use it for money. You can use it for absolutely anything, manifestations. And it just helps you to, because I think sometimes we can manifest so much, whether it's big things or even smaller things. And because we're so busy, we just kind of forget about them. We're like, oh yeah, and then you're distracted with something else. So <laughs> this is why it's really good to keep a log of these things because then you can look back and be like, do you know what? I really am a spiritual queen. I really am manifesting all this stuff. I really am badass. So <laughs> I love that. I love the title of your podcast, by the way, but If I was to give you a crisp $100 bill right now and say you can buy one thing, make one investment with this $100, what is it that you would buy? Oh, God, that's such a good question. Oh, oh, I don't know what I would do. Um, Do you know what? I think I would give it to someone. I know that's Mm. probably really lame, but I think I'm just like, do you know what? Help someone out, bring some abundance into their life. Abundance is going to come to me where I need it. Oh, that is touche. That is like such a good answer. And if you were to recommend one book besides The Secret, besides the ones that we mentioned, like if there was one book that you were like, this book changed my life, what would it be? Definitely The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. So I love Gabby's work. And this book really, really helped me to, yeah, to surrender, to let go. This is how I learned how to surrender and let go with the law of attraction. So if you were someone like me that really struggles to let go, it's a great book, great book that I read time and time again. Love it. Anyways, Emma, thank you so much for being here. If anybody wanted to reach out to you, wanted to get your book, wanted to, you know, follow you, where can they do that? 
course. Thank you. So you can follow me on all social media platforms, which is at I am Emma Mumford, which is spelled as in Mumford and Sons. And you can also find my website, which is emmamumford.co.uk. And my first book, Spiritual Queen, has been out a couple of years. You can get that worldwide. And Positively Wealthy is my new book all about manifesting money and abundance in all areas of your life. And that's out now as well worldwide. Amazing. Thank you so much, my dear. Thank you, Samantha. There you have it. That was this week's episode. I absolutely loved the conversation with Emma. Honestly, there were so many valuable takeaways in it. So definitely go find her on social media, find her website. We're going to tag her everywhere in the show notes and let us know. Screenshot this right now and let us know what were your biggest takeaways. Tag us both in your Instagram stories because we want to hear from you. And before you go, if you haven't already, go to samantharoberto.com. Again, it is in the show notes. And go claim your gift, your free seven-day resource to the most clear and confident you. Let me tell you, you're going to be grateful that you did. And before we go, one last thing. If you loved today's episode... I just want you to take a second right now and go forward it to two of your best friends. There are two people in your life who need to hear this message. And you know what? Like I was saying at the beginning of this episode, some of the best resources, books, podcasts have actually come from recommendations from friends and they've literally changed my life. I am so grateful to my friends who just send me stuff all the time. You know who you are if you're listening. Honestly, it's the best gift. So be that friend and pay it forward. So on that note, next week we have another incredible episode for you. So until then, keep being you, be beautiful.